Hi, everybody. Good evening and welcome to our carol service. It's lovely to see familiar faces and guests and visitors and old faces and people who've been with us in the past. Tremendous. And that last carol was powerful, wasn't it? Jim, it was quite serious. Did you, did you not get that? I mean, usually carols are very jolly and sort of boppy and, you know, let's all bop along and celebrate Christmas together. But that was really quite serious, wasn't it? Jim, it was quite a serious Christmas carol. Uh, and I really loved it. I agree with Matt. I thought it was really classy. So thank you ever so much, guys. Brilliant. Um, Christmas favourites. We all have our Christmas favourites. I drive along with my daughter, and uh, I usually have to listen to an endless diet of Taylor Swift uh, and various other bits and pieces. But just the other day, her playlist, she gets to control the playlist in my car, which is really annoying. Can I just say that? Is there anyone else who has their children that control the playlist while they're driving along in the car? Yeah, there are quite a few, aren't there? And they just get in and they assume that the radio belongs to them and they get out their thingy and they take it off yours and what you're listening to and they put on whatever they want to listen to. And as I said, it's always Taylor Swift in my car. But suddenly it changed to Christmas favourites. And we were listening to Driving Home for Christmas by Chris Rear and, and I Wish Every Day Could Be Christmas. What a dreadful song that is. I'm sorry if anyone thinks that that's their favourite, but I think it's utterly dreadful. There's some absolute... But anyway, let's have a few Christmas favourites. Hands up. Give me your Christmas favourite. Don't be shy. Anybody? Yes, what's your Christmas favourite? Driving home for Christmas. You do like driving home. We have a Chris Rea fan in our midst. One so young. I'm a huge Chris Rea fan, so yes, driving home for Christmas is a bit of a classic. Any others? Come on. Yes, Rosalind. Little drummer boy. How does that go? Do you fancy singing it for us? Ah. We don't know the words. We just know the la, 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 la. That's not bad. Very good. Anybody else? With perhaps a bit of singing to accompany it. Who else fancies giving me their Chris? Come on. This isn't going to work if you, don't, if you don't participate. Yes. Can you sing a sing? Sing the verse, verse for us. Mary's boy child, Jesus Christ, was born on Christmas Day. <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. Give him a round of applause. Come on, troops, get involved. This isn't a preach. This is an interactive session. Let's just be really clear about it. You've got another one. Or, or mummy's got one. You've forgotten. Rocking around the Christmas tree. Bye. Shaking Stevens, it's one of the sort of old school Christmas. Yes, Joe. Mary, did you know? Can you sing it for us? No, but I, I think I, I'd rather you did. <laughs> no, you don't fancy having a go? No, okay. Ah, oh, David Lowe. I knew we'd get to David Lowe because David Lowe will be singing us his Christmas favourite. One verse. What's your Christmas favourite, my friend? Um, it said, and, and Sharon's Christmas um, song, that new song. How does it go? Can you sing it for us? Just one verse. I don't remember it. Did does it anyone else know it? Does anyone know that Sharon's no, song with uh, no. John? Okay, okay, well, don't worry if you don't know, it's okay. Yes. What was that? By Mariah. Yeah, do you fancy singing it? No, <laughs> that was said very definitely. 
Okay, so there are lots of Christmas favourites out there, isn't it? It's good, isn't it, that we can celebrate Christmas by listening to our favourite song. I have a Christmas favourite, which I've been going on and on about in this church for the last few uh, couple of Sundays, and it is Handel's Messiah. Oh, yes. We, in fact, we're going to listen to it, the extract again. We listened to it last week. We're going to listen to it again this week, just because it's so brilliant. So, Maestro. Now, can I just hold, hold on, hold on, Maestro. So, what I want you to do is for Handel's Messiah, because it's very serious and very important, I want you to be suitably respectful, and I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to soak up the brilliance of this. Okay, this was written how many years ago? The music was written 400 years ago. The words were written 2,600 years ago. Okay, so just listen to this. I was going to stop it halfway through, and I thought, no, I can't. I can't interrupt that. So beautiful. It's just so beautiful. Beautiful tune, beautiful words. Uh, we're going to look at the beautiful words this afternoon. I'm just going to have a little stab at looking at the beautiful words. Last week, we did The Government is on His Shoulders. Next week, his name will be called, or Khaled, if you're going by the original Handel Messiah. Uh, but this week, we are looking at four... To us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. Just those first couple of lines. Matt is tackling the last two lines. We did the second two lines last week. But I'm, in a sense, tackling the most glorious lines in the Old Testament, I think. They are utterly beautiful. For unto us, a child is born. This is the poetry. To us... A son is given. I'm just going to focus on a couple of the words. The first is for. For is an announcement word, okay? For is, um, is, is basically a declaration word. It's basically saying, this is happening, yeah? This is a, a tremendous moment in history that is happening. Isaiah was writing in a time when Israel was in a terrible state. It was threatened on all sides by countries. Uh, that were at war, it was desperate trouble, everyone was not pleasing God in terms of what they were doing, they needed rescuing, they needed saving, and Isaiah describes that in a huge section of his book, but in this section he makes this announcement, for, for unto us, something is breaking into history in order to rescue mankind, it's like a trumpet sound, so I'm going to have a little game, okay, for anyone under the age of 18, I have bought some trumpets, and what I want you to do is I want you to come up and I want you to make the best announcement sound that you can make on a trumpet. Who's going to have a go at this? In fact, I'll even let you be slightly over the age of 18 if you're just on. Come on, anyone? Anyone? Come on. I need four people, otherwise we just stop and we'll go home. Yeah, we have our first volunteer. Thank you. Let's give her a round of applause. Two volunteers. Right, get your trumpet out, okay? First of all, you're going to make an individual trumpet sound, and then we're going to have a little group trumpet sound. Tremendous. Let's have one more. Get your trumpet out. Oh, brilliant. We can, have, we can always have a few more. Okay, you've got your trumpet. Now, first of all, you can just have a little practice, okay? Just get a feel for it, okay? I tried one a bit earlier on, and it really made my lips tingle. It wasn't very pleasant. But um, who cares? <laughs> just, just have a little practice, okay? Just have a little go on your trumpets. Come on, let's just have a little go, okay? 
you have to play quite loud, quite loud. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, everyone. Yeah, very good. Come on. <laughs> bit, bit high. Oh, yeah. Okay, that sounded like a duck in trouble. Okay. Yeah. Are we all ready? Okay. Now, what I want to do, I think we'll have sync. We'll, we'll all do it together. I want you to all to make an announcement trumpet sound, like a king is just coming through the door. Yeah. Do you do you know the coronation? You get the coronation, and everyone lines up with their trumpets. Okay, and the king comes down. I want you to go for it, okay? Are we ready? Stand all together, yes, stand all together. Let's have a bit of a drum roll. Yes, good idea. Okay, I'm gonna go three, two, one, and then you're gonna give us your really best trumpet sound. Okay, are we ready? Drum roll. Three, two, one. That was quite good. That was actually a lot better than I thought it would be. Great, thanks ever so much. Put your trumpets down. There'll be plenty more games that we'll be playing later on. Okay, so we have announced the coming of the king with the trumpet sound. Okay. And then we have us, for unto us a child is born. Us is sort of a group word. It, it means us. It means in Isaiah and the people of Israel. It actually means us gathered here today. Yeah, it actually means us, the world. Um, it, it describes, it actually describes sort of humanity in a slightly sad state, um, shall I venture to suggest. Yeah, that humanity is in trouble. And if you look around the world today, I hope you will agree with me that that is true. It is true, isn't it? Humanity is in trouble. We look at Ukraine, we look at Israel, we look at all around the world, and mankind is getting into a mess, basically. Uh, in fact, the prophet Isaiah and another bit of Isaiah basically says we're like sheep. Yeah, not fluffy white sheep, not beautiful woolly sheep, but dirty, stinky, stubborn, rebellious sheep. Yeah. In fact, it says, all we like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his or her own way. I actually thought of taking this beautiful fluffy sheep and getting a huge sort of vat of yucky mud and muck and twigs and then sort of rolling the sheep and, and, and just turning into it and having it all bedraggled and yucky with, with mud coming off it and just looking really, really grimy and grotty. But then I thought, firstly, Joe would never forgive me. Secondly, the place would just be a right old mess. Probably wasn't worth the hassle, so I decided not to do this. But just imagine this. It's a bit like Millie the dog. When, we do, when I take Millie, she's a white, fluffy dog. She looks beautiful. She goes out. We go for a long walk. We go down the river. She rolls in the mud, finds the first puddle to roll in, and just rolls about in the mud and gets immediately grimy and grotty. And she looks a right old mess. So whenever I'm going out on a walk with Millie the dog, everyone says, oh, what a lovely dog. Isn't she beautiful? What is she? And uh, they say, oh, she looks like a bearded collie, which she's not. She's a mutt. But sometimes I mention that she's a mutt. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. But whenever we're going out on a walk, they compliment the dog. Whenever we come back from a walk, they never compliment the dog. <laughs> they look at the dog and think, what a stinking, nasty dog and so do I actually because the dog then gets into the back of the car and the car just smells disgusting it smells like the river basically 
as I take her home. And I think sometimes God thinks that as well. He probably thinks, ooh, do you know, they roll around in the dirt and they smell a bit, a bit off. That is us. Yeah, all we, like sheep, have gone astray. So we have an announcement word, and then we have a sort of slightly depressing, for unto us, it goes down. If you notice how Handel's Messiah goes down. For unto us, and then a child is born. We get to the good news. Okay, the good news is that a child is born. I've got here a game for preschoolers. Preschool children. How many preschool children do we have today here in this service? I'll tell you, none. (laughs) I'll tell you that for free. We have no preschoolers. Have we got one? We've got a baby. (laughs) We've got a baby. Woo! Who's not going to be able to take part? And we have... Do we do? Excellent. Okay. Well, what we're going to do? I think we're going to get four volunteers to come up again who are vaguely young. So come up, please, if you are vaguely young. Yes, come on. Up you come. Come on. Let's, let's have a few more. Let's have three more volunteers. Good man. Yes. We do have a genuine <laughs> preschooler. Good man. Thank you. Yes, come, come up. Come up the front. Come, come, come up the front. Come up. Ruthie, can you come and help, please? This is your department. Can you hold a few hands? Okay, we need one preschooler or preschooler wannabe. Um, come up. Please, we need one more volunteer. You can be an adult if you want. Anybody. Come on, one more. One more, one more, one more. One more. Come on, one of you two. You're going to have to. Ah, Millie, brilliant. Oh, he's gone. Okay, this game is called Hunt the Baby. Okay, around the hall are hidden a number of babies and assorted farmyard animals. Okay, and what I want you to do, thank you, if we could have a a little helper for our our two youngsters, tremendous. Yeah, what you are going to do, okay, is, you've got one each, have you? Yeah? Yeah, you're sorted. You sure? Everything's good. Great. You girls are okay on your own, aren't you, to play Hunt the Baby? Okay. So around the hall are various babies and assorted farmyard animals. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to have a little drum roll again, Joel, if that's all right, whilst we run off to hunt the baby and bring it to Jesus. Okay, are we ready to do that? There's a prize of a packet of jelly babies, isn't that clever, for whoever gets the most babies. Okay. <laughs> Are we ready? Three, two, one, go! Hunt the baby. Quick, go and hunt something. Go and have a look. Hunt, hunt, have a look around here. Where have we got any at all? We haven't got any here. Oh, oh, well done. You got one. Yeah, we've got another quick. Okay, keep on getting them. Okay. I'll get the prizes out. Okay, come on, how are we doing? Uh, Well done. We have someone else taking part. Johnny, good. Okay, are we there? We're pretty much there, are we? Come back. Come back with your babies. Okay, good man. Well done. Don't drop him or her. Very good. Well done. Okay, so 
How are we doing? Yeah, I'll get the Dilly Babies out. There they are. I think they can all... In fact, they'll get one Dilly Baby for the number of babies that they've got, and the younger ones will have more because it's, it's more difficult to find a baby if you're young. <laughs> I'll just make this up as you go along. Okay. So let's give our baby finders a round of applause. What they're going to do is you're going to receive your Dilly Babies... And then you're going to put your, your babies just around there without climbing up. Ruthie, can they climb? What can they do? How can they do that? Stick them by the sheep. Stick, stick your babies by the sheep. Tremendous. In a, try and have them in a sort of vaguely adoring manner, not just lying in a heap. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Let's give our... our our vaguely preschoolers, a round of applause. So, for unto us, a child is born. What, what, what word usually comes to mind when we think of a child? Let's just have a few, a few thoughts. Anybody? When I say the word child, what do you think? Noises. Good, but not what I was looking for. Anything else? Innocent. Very good. Second guess. Innocent. Yeah, we always think children are innocent, don't we? I have to say, there comes a time when they're not. Sorry to disappoint either parents, new parents, or older parents, or whatever. But there comes a time. We always love to think that a baby's first words are going to be mummy or daddy or something sweet. But usually, babies' first words are either no or mine <laughs> or, or, or something like that, aren't they? Because actually, sadly, um, babies are human and they sort of, dare I say it, go off the rails at some point, don't they? might be a while before they go off the rails. might be fortunate. But eventually, they will. But I'm here to tell you that the child that is born to us, namely Jesus, never went off the rails. He was perfect in every way. For unto us a child, an innocent, was born. And Jesus stayed innocent. He stayed innocent right through his entire life until he was killed by humanity for being innocent. And so the Bible says, and this is you know, the Bible said that he who knew no sin, he who was innocent, became sin for us. He died on the cross for us. The only human being on planet Earth, completely innocent, completely without sin, completely childlike throughout his entire life, then is crucified and becomes sin for us. That is the glory of the gospel. That is the beauty of the message of Christmas, that a child, an innocent child, is born to us. And he stays innocent and he's given to us and given over to us for us. Okay, and uh, so a child is born and then a son is given. Here we are coming into our last game. Okay, this is going to be father-son, father-daughter, mother-son, mother-daughter game. So I want anyone who is of a certain age to pick someone who's of a younger age and come up. And I want as many as want to take part. Okay, so any father, son, father, daughter, mother, son, mother, daughter, 
or even older person, younger person combo. Yes. Okay, come up. Well done. Okay, you may struggle on this, actually. We are looking for slightly older, younger daughters. But anyway, do you want to pick another family? So you can have another family member. Have you got a, a slightly older daughter who might want to come up? Or your wife? Do you want your wife to come up? Your wife can come up. Yeah, come up. Very good. Okay, here. I think you can have another daughter to back you up. So, second daughter? No? No? Okay, grandma? Jane, you'd you, Jane, you can come up then. Yeah, you can come up and form the combo. So we have a family of four here. This is great. We have a family of three here. I think you're good. Yeah, <laughs> good to go. Okay, I think we want one more combination. Come on, mother-daughter. Which daughter are you going to pick? Which daughter are you going to sacrifice? Which one? Eldest. Okay. Come up. Are we ready? I, I, I'm going to sit here. I'm the quiz master. So we have team one, team two, team three, and team four. Okay. And this is called Ruthie. Where are you? Can you come and stop eating deli babies, Ruthie? <laughs> Goodness sake, this is a serious service. <laughs> <laughs> can we, I want you to score. Can you score for these teams? So can we just get a bit of a pen and paper? We don't have any pen and paper because we're not at all prepared for this. We want a pen and paper and Ruthie is going to be um, scoring for our teams. Okay, are we ready? While Ruthie rummages around in her handbag, are we ready to play this game? It's called father-son-daughter game. Okay, we got a borrow? and a bit of paper, and glasses. Tremendous. <laughs> we are good to go. Okay, what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm also going to give each of you a little horn. And if you know the answer, you blow the horn. <laughs> Hopefully you've got spare horns. If we don't, you'll just have to blow one that's already been blown. But hey, can you, yeah, have you got your horn that you knew you blew before? Brilliant. Have a, have a wrapped horn, or a, a horn that was blown. You've got a horn. Oh, you've got a horn. Tremendous. We're all sorted out. Okay, I've lost my questions now. <laughs> Let's quickly get the questions. Right. Are we ready, teams? Yeah, remember, if you know the answer, blow your horns. Question number one. Name the four original Kardashian children. Blow the horn, if you know it. The four... <laughs> Let's, let's have them. Kim, Courtney, is it Courtney? Yeah. Um, oh, I've forgotten already. Just go two. Just go two, sorry. Okay, two points. Yes, number two. Kim, Courtney, Kylie, Kendall. No. Chloe. No, don't you? Who else? What was it, Kim, Courtney? No Kylie. No Kylie. Close. No. Okay, I'm going to tell you the answer is Courtney, Kim, Chloe, and Rob. So I've given one point for trying. So we have two points there, and we have one point over there. Okay, are we ready? Next question. Okay. Nick, Joey, and Kevin are members of which band? <laughs> <laughs> 
Nick, Jerry, and Kevin, members of which band? It's the right answer. Yay! I had two points for that. They can now we have a slightly more sophisticated question, because of course this is a sophisticated quiz. Okay, I want you to name the three Bronte sisters. The three Bronte sisters from literature. Um, Emily, Charlotte, and... Does anyone know? Anne. Okay, well done. They get a couple of points. Very good, Jane. Okay, next question. How many in the immediate Simpsons family? How many in the immediate Simpsons family? Yes. Uh, the, not the grandparents or uncles and aunts, just the family. The five is the right answer. Well done. Two points. Okay, I want you to tell me the name of the eldest son of the Beckhams. The eldest son of the Beckhams. Fancy go. Yes? Not Romeo. Not Romeo. No, it's the other one. Anyone, come on, put blow for the other one. You can't blow again. Someone else have a go. Yes? It's Brooklyn. It's the right answer. Yay. Two points. <laughs> and why not? Why not practice your horn? Just make sure it works. Okay, oh, this one is good. Helen, Bob, and their three children. Name the movie. Helen, Bob, and their three children. Helen, Bob, three children. Name the movie. Okay, a clue. It's animated. It's animated. It's an and yes. Animated. I used to love showing it here at church, clips from it, many years ago. Yes? The right answer! The Incredibles. The Incredibles. Two points. Okay. Let's have the William sisters. First names, please. William sisters. Blow. Come on, he knows. Dad knows blow. I'm going to give it to you. Yes. It's Venus and Serena. It's the right answer. Venus and Serena. Very good. Okay. <laughs> Okay, various. Um, I want the Douglas family, father, son, and wife. Douglas, film stars. For father and son and wife of son. Kirk Douglas. Oh, dear me. The children of Ozzy and Sharon, please. Anybody? Osborne. One of the children. She's a pop star. 
Somebody Osborne. Somebody Osborne. Come on, you. Come on, you're looking. No. No fans. Come on. No. Anybody? Kelly. Kelly is the right answer. Lucy gets a point. Tremendous. Jelly baby. Okay. So, I think that's about it. Can we have the scores on the doors, please, Ruthie? Scores on the doors. Gabby's team have three points. Hey. Uh, Happiness's team have four points. Uh -huh. um, Charlene and Grace's team are equal with five points each. Oh. So who's, who's in first equal? These and these. No, they don't. They get a, they get a, a final question. Because we, we don't have any equal winners here. Okay. So, um, are we ready? Are you ready for this final history quiz question? Okay, the Medici family ruled which famous Italian city? This is just the two teams now. Which Italian famous city was ruled by the... But it is wrong. You get a guess. Italian city, anyone. What? It's wrong. You get a Florence. guess. Florence. It's the right answer. Oh, that was close. Okay, Ruthie, if you could give out the prizes. That was a good game. You get to keep the horns. Isn't that amazing? Why would I want one of them in my house? Okay. So off you go. Thank you for taking part in the father-son, mother-daughter, family quiz. I hope you enjoyed it. Okay. So what was the point of that? Well, <laughs> who knows? Okay. It teaches us, I guess, it teaches us that family is important. We think family is important, don't we? We sort of do anything for family, don't we? We sort of go out of our way to give lifts or help out or, or sort stuff out. And in this scripture, let's have the, the verse back up. In this scripture, it basically says that God gives up his son for us, gives him over to us. Um, in fact, in the New Testament, John writes, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, whoever believes in him, should not die but have eternal life. And so Jesus, I think, led a pretty delightful existence in heaven with the Father. Perfect relationship, perfect situation, everything was perfect. But at Christmas time in 0 AD, he became a human being restricted to a minuscule baby form. Can you imagine God becoming something like this? Yeah, just a little baby. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine the whole of, of, of uh, the deity sort of crammed into baby form? That's what was given up when God gave his son Jesus. And not only that, it was a borrowed stable. It was an occupied country. It was a rubbish, rubbish situation. It was a poor family. It was a king who was mad and wanted to kill all the babies. Yeah, the whole situation was pretty catastrophic that Jesus came into in order to rescue you and me. It's an amazing message. The Christmas message is utterly, utterly amazing. 
And so God sends Jesus in order to rescue us. And so my challenge this evening, this afternoon, is to say, do you know that you need to be rescued? Do you think that you're a nice sheep or a nasty sheep? I'm here to tell you for free, rather sadly, that you are a nasty sheep, <laughs> that you're a bit selfish, that you're a bit stubborn, that you want to do your own thing and go your own way and be in charge of your own life and sort yourself out and sort your problems. But actually, you need a saviour. You need a rescuer. You and I need Jesus to come and rescue us. Nothing else will do it. Can I just say that? Your career won't rescue you. Having plenty of money in the bank balance won't rescue you. Having a nice house won't rescue you. Even having a nice family around you, it's nice, but it won't rescue you. It won't save you. Does that make sense? Only Jesus saves. Only Jesus saves. And so I'm just going to close in prayer briefly, and then we're going to have our final. Is that right, final? I think, well, have we got two more? I think we've got one more. Is that right? Our final hymn. Yeah. And it's a really, really simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I need to be rescued, and I would love for you to come and rescue me. In your name, amen. And can I just say that if anyone has genuinely prayed that prayer, just come and have a chat with one of us yeah, at the end of the service. Can we can talk through what it means for Jesus to rescue you, yeah, what it means for him to come and save you. Yeah, It's the most important decision you could ever make in your entire life. Can I say that? It really is. I promise you it is really, really the most important decision. To have Jesus as your rescuer is the most vital decision to make ever. It's even more important than choosing your partner. <laughs> I've got a lovely, I've got a beautiful wife called Ruthie, and, and my parents just the other day said, oh, you made such a good choice in choosing Ruthie. And I nodded wisely at them, and I said, yes, I did, yes. Such a good choice. Such a good choice, and I did. But an even more important decision that I took in my life was when I was a teenager at the Craigate Youth Fellowship house party when I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Even more important. It's so vital. Please think about it really carefully and about making that decision for yourself. Okay, we're going to sing the final song. Let's do that.